Second Chronicles 17.1 through 18.34 Jehoshaphat, his son, succeeded him as king and strengthened himself against Israel. He stationed troops in all the fortified cities of Judah and put garrisons in Judah and in the towns of Ephraim and that his father Asa had captured. The Lord was with Jehoshaphat because in his early years he walked in the ways of his father David had followed. He did not consult the Baals, but sought the God of his father and followed his commands rather than the practices of Israel. The Lord established the kingdom under his control, and all Judah brought gifts to Jehoshaphat so that he had great wealth and honor. His heart was devoted to the ways of the Lord. Furthermore, he removed the high places and the Asherah poles from Judah. In the third year of his reign, he sent his officials Ben-Hal, Obadiah, Zechariah, Nathanael, and Micaiah to teach in the towns of Judah. With them were certain Levites, Shemaiah, Nathanael, Zebediah, Asahel, Shemaramoth, Jehoanath, Adonai, Tobijah, and Tob Adonijah, and the priests Elishama and Jehoram. They taught they throughout the through Judah, taking with them the book of the law of the Lord. They went around to all the towns of Judah and taught the people. The fear of the Lord fell on all the kingdoms of the lands surrounding Judah, so that they did not make war with Jehoshaphat. Some Philistines brought Jehoshaphat gifts and silver as tribute, and the Arabs brought him flocks, 7,700 rams and 7,700 goats. Jehoshaphat became more and more powerful. He built forts and store cities in Judah and had large supplies in the towns of Judah. He also kept experienced fighting men in Jerusalem. Their enrollment by families was as follows. From Judah, commanders of units have 1,000. Adna, the commander, with 300,000 fighting men. Next, Jehohanan, the commander, with 280,000. Next, Amasiah, son of Zikri, who volunteered himself for the service of the Lord, with 200,000. From Benjamin, Eliada, a valiant soldier, with 200,000 men, armed with bows and shields. Next, Jehozabad, with 180,000 men, armed for battle. These were the men who served the king, besides those he stationed in the fortified cities throughout Judah. Now, Jehoshaphat had great wealth and honor and he allied himself with Ahab by marriage. Some years later, he went down to visit Ahab in Samaria. Ahab slaughtered many sheep and cattle for him, for him and the people with him, and urged him to attack Ramoth-Gilead. Ahab, king of Israel, asked Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, Will you go with me against Ramoth-Gilead? Jehoshaphat replied, I am as you are, and my people as your people. We will join you in war. But Jehoshaphat also said to the king of Israel, first seek the counsel of the Lord. So the king of Israel brought together the prophets, 400 men, and asked them, shall we go to war against Ramoth Gilead, or shall I refrain? Go, they answered, for God will give it, give it into the king's hand. But Jehoshaphat asked, is there not a prophet of the Lord here whom we can inquire of? The king of Israel answered Jehoshaphat, there is still one man through whom he we can inquire of the Lord, but I hate him because he never prophesies anything good about me, but always bad. He is Micaiah, son of Imlah, 
the, the king should not say that Jehoshaphat replied. So the king of Israel called one of his officials and said, Bring Micah, son of Imlah, at once, dressed in their royal robes. The king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, were sitting on their thrones at the threshing floor by the entrance to the gate of Samaria, with all the prophets prophesying before them. Now Zedekiah, son of Kenanah, had made iron horns, and he declared, This is what the Lord says, With these you will gore the Arameans until they are destroyed. All the other prophets were prophesying the same thing. Attack Ramoth, Gilead, and be victorious. They said, For the Lord will give it into the king's hand. The messenger who had gone to summon Micah son said to him, Look, as the one uh, man the other prophets are predicting success for the king, let your word agree with theirs and speak favorably. But Micah said, As surely as the Lord lives, I can tell him only what my God says. When he arrived, the king asked him, Micah, shall we go to war against Ramoth Gilead or shall I refrain? Attack and be victorious, he answered, for they will be given into your hand. The king said to him, How many times must I make you swear to tell me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? Then Micah answered, I saw all Israel scattered on the hill, hills like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, These people have no master. Let each one go home in peace. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Didn't I tell you that he never prophesies anything good about me, but only bad? Micah continued, Therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne with all the host of heaven, standing on his right and on his left. And the Lord said, Who will lure Ahab king of Israel into attacking Ramoth Gilead and going to his death there? One suggested this and another that. Finally, a spirit came forward, stood before the Lord and said, I will hear him. I will lure him. By what means, the Lord asked, I will go and be a lying spirit in the mouths of the prophets. He said, you will succeed in luring him, said the Lord. Go and do it. So now the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouths of these prophets of yours. The Lord has decreed disaster for you. Then Zedekiah, son of Kenanah, went up and slapped Mecca in the face. Which way did the spirit from the Lord go when he went from me to speak to you? He asked. Micah replied, you will not find out on the day you go to hide in an inner room. The king of Israel then ordered, take Micah and send him back to Ammon, the ruler of the city, and to Josh, the king's son, and say, this is what the king says. Put this fellow in prison and give him nothing but bread and water until I return safely. Micah declared, if you ever return safely, the Lord has not spoken through me. Then he added, Mark my words, all you people. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, went up to Ramoth Gilead. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, I will enter the battle in disguise, but you wear your royal robes. So the king of Israel disguised himself and went into battle. Now the king of Aram had ordered his chariot commanders, Do not fight with anyone small or great except the king of Israel. When the chariot commanders saw Jehoshaphat, they brought. They thought, this is the king of Israel, so they turned to attack him. But Jehoshaphat cried out, and the Lord helped him. God drew them away from him. For when the chariot commanders saw that he was not the king of Israel, they stopped pursuing him. But someone drew his bow and ran him at, and hit the king of Israel between the sections of his armor. 
The king told the chariot driver, wheel around and get me out of the fighting. I've been wounded. All day long the battle raged, and the king of Israel propped himself up in the chariot facing the Arameans until evening. Then, at sunset, he died. Romans 9.22-10.13 What if God, choosing to show his wrath and make his power known, bore with great patience the objects of his wrath, prepared for destruction? What if he did this to make the riches of his glory known to the objects of his mercy, whom he prepared in advance for glory? Even us whom he also called, not only from the Jews, but also from the Gentiles, as he says in Hosea, I will call them my people who are not my people, and I will call her my loved one who is not my loved one. And it will happen that in the very place where it was said to them, you are not my people, they will be called sons of the living God. Isaiah cries out concerning Israel. Though the number of the Israelites be like the sand of the sea, only the remnant will be saved. For the Lord will carry out his sentence on earth with speed and finality. It is just as Isaiah said previously, unless the Lord Almighty had left us descendants, we would have become like Sodom. We would have been like Gomorrah. What then shall we say? That the Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have obtained it, a righteousness that is by faith. But Israel, who pursued a law of righteousness, has not attained it. Why not? Because they pursue it not by faith, but as if it were work by, by works. They stumbled over the stumbling stone, as it is written, See, I lay in Zion a stone that causes men to stumble, and a rock that makes them fall, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved, for I can testify about them that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge, since they did not know the righteousness that comes from God and sought to establish their own. They did not submit to God's righteousness. Christ is the end of the law, so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Moses describes in this way the righteousness that is by the law. The man who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that is by faith says, Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith we are proclaiming, that if we confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart God, that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. As the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him who will never be put to shame, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Psalm 20, 1 through 9. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. We will shout for joy and when you are victorious and will lift up your banners in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. 
Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He answers him from his holy heaven with the saving power of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They are brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and stand firm. O Lord, save the king. Answer us when we call. Proverbs 22-3 A king's wrath is like the roar of a lion. He who angers him forfeits his life. It is to a man's honor to avoid strife, but every fool is quick to quarrel.